right? Vince it up. All right. Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstars. That's, that was the most Vince Vince we've had in a long time. Yeah, I, I haven't done it for a while. So yeah, no, I like yeah. that one. I'll Good go theme. That. Woo! Dom. I'm fan. We are channeling the midlife crisis here watching early 90s syndicated professional wrestling inside a morning superstars. Woohoo! Welcome everybody. Yeah, it is September 19th. We have the coldest of cold opens because we're coming in hot. Yes, we are. Coming to you from Hershey, Pennsylvania. You'd never know. You would not know that though because there is no drop that says that. But just doing a little research, we found that out. And we known that from last week in our discussions about what transpires with the heavyweight championship title. We knew that happened in Hershey. So if you're in Hershey, right? You saw Macho come out. You saw Razor interrupt his interview. Mm -hmm. You saw him lose the title, come out again for an interview (laughs) after he was carted off by the Warrior. Yes. He gets an interview with the Warrior. Yes. So you would have seen him interview, lose the title, come back for another interview, all (laughs) in the same taping. As a child watching this, I would have been like, he's Superman. (laughs) So confused. How is he back? He's he's cured, everyone. Now I know why he's wearing like 19 versions of his outfit. Because he's just like putting on different parts of like 14 different outfits. He just goes backstage, throws on a different jacket. Yeah, oh, this hat doesn't match, but you know. This will work. All right, let's go. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have the green hat for this thing. Well, f*** it. Let's go. There's no way they could do the opening credits. No. The opening credits wouldn't make any sense right now. Every title's changed. Yes. Macho's not the champ. Money Inc.'s not the champs. Hitman's not the champs. Nope. Uh, a lot of people nope. would probably be missing. We haven't seen Kerry Von Eric in an eon. Um, no. Who, who else? You've got Repo, you've got Mountie, you've got Owen Hart doing a little bit of his rocket gimmick. Yeah, where's High Energy? Um, we haven't seen them. No, we haven't seen them for a little while. Well, we we kind of wondered about this. I, I thought that, you know, if we had a regular opening after SummerSlam, there would have to be some changes to it. So maybe they haven't put things together, or maybe this is a different model that they've decided to go with. Because we saw a few of these cold opens before SummerSlam, right. where they could have used the title sequence, but maybe it works for them to do the cold open. Maybe they're like, hey, this is a cool way to open the show. Let's go with this for right now. The only reason I know we're in Hershey is mm-hmm. because the Mountie eventually calls the audience Hershey Hillbillies. <laughs> yes, the you know, it is central Pennsylvania. So We're missing a lot because they're doing these cold opens. We haven't had a just-in-time for in like a month or two. I didn't think I would miss the just-in-times, but I kind of do. I do. I miss the just-in-times. There's no puns yeah. anymore. They're much harder-edged WWF at this point. No more dad jokes. We still get bad gene jokes from time to time. 
start right away with the Hitman, no longer Icy Champ, versus Red Tight pre-Hot Topic, Glenn Ruth. Yes, this is, as we have discussed before, Thrasher of the Headbangers. They show Hart just coming straight down the aisle to a big pop, hence the big push of Brett the Hitman Hart. I don't think they knew that his push towards the championship title was going to happen at this point yet, because Ultimate Warrior is still in the picture. I was thinking that too. You know, we were talking about the master plan that all roads lead to Brett, and yeah. you know that's why they got the belt off of him. I don't really think that was the case, because they feed him Papa Shango and they keep on pushing the warrior as the number one contender. Macho basically gave him the path to the championship later on in the episode. I'm going with Ramon and uh, you go win the belt or something maybe that was a change in direction when the warrior flaked as opposed to a plan they had all along yeah begin to doubt my theory they show a number of heart fans out in the audience holy uh, hair yeah they showed a girl that i said had been to every poison concert up to this point i thought uh, she was cc deville <laughs> She just might have been. She had the heart shirt on, so obviously a heart fan. They show a guy with a big pink poster, <laughs> yes. which was a little bit strange. And then he had a pink shirt on and a pink bandana. He's uh, all about the hitman. He is. Somebody drew a hell of a sign. It's like 45 seconds into the thing. Mm-hmm. They did the black heart with the skull and the heart wings. Like That person had a ruler because it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> That person used a protractor. They did. They they had the French (laughs) curve and all that. (laughs) Looks good. Vince is putting over the Bulldog and Brett match as one of the best matches of all time. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's up there. It's really good. Meanwhile, Perfect is saying that he's the shit, basically, because he's associated with Ric Flair. And he knows a lot. So he can put his feet on the desk. Yeah, he's he's just like living large. He's living large up there. They go almost immediately to a picture-in-picture picture of Shango after a couple of tosses. So Glenn's getting his butt tossed around. I swear to God, Bret Hart faces Glenn Ruth almost every time we see him. Maybe Glenn's a good red tight for him to face. He knows what he's doing. Obviously, he makes it a little bit bigger later in life. So maybe he got a little bit of shine from Bret Hart on there. Got a little Bret Hart stank. Yeah, Bret's like, hey, you know, this guy. We uh, got him out of the pretty boy pastel shorts. Yes, we had him shave his head and put on a skirt and be good <laughs> yeah, i think that's what he needs he, yeah. if he wrestled in a skirt he'd be perfect he would we go right to shango uh papa shango the uh, good godfather is hanging out here yeah shango is saying that he cost heart the title at SummerSlam through his curse which <laughs> as we had mentioned before didn't have any effect on brett Bre- brett uh, could give a shit <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody else, whether it was Mean Gene, the Ultimate Warrior, all the red tights Mm -hmm. that caught fire, all of them had some kind of reaction to the curse. Brett didn't do a damn thing for Shango. Shango's doing his incantation, and Brett is ignoring it completely. He's like, I could give two shits to the wind (laughs) at this one. Exactly. During this, Shango has a new, I'll say, teenage magic prop. (laughs) Uh, he's holding a book that when he opens it it starts to burn yeah it's like real nephew magic (laughs) (laughs) uncle fan look at my magic trick that's what he's got Uh, going on all right i'll watch him oh look at that oh the book is burnt i'll just make sure that that you put that out make sure outside toy goes out 
outside tour. <laughs> outside tour. <laughs> Definitely an outside tour on that one. Brett gets three out of five. Feel the moves of Doom. These matches are too short for him to do like his whole ending cadence thing. Mm-hmm. But we get a sharpshooter and all the cuts to the old and the young women love him, Brett. Um, like he's the good heartthrob. He is. He does. Sean's the bad heartthrob. They got little kids. They got teenagers. They cut to mm. middle-aged people. They cut to a guy who's like, "Woo!" Like he's really excited. I'm the coming up the to person it. looks like Nigel from Spinal Tap. Okay, is that a girl or a guy? It's know. somebody who had a floby. One of those <laughs> exactly. hair cutters. From oh, the, I miss the floby. Oh. Yeah, put the vacuum cleaner on the hair yes. thing, and you get that haircut yes. right there. It's sucking my will to live. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> now I remember. But the young and the old love Brett, and Perfect is chilling. He is. A cut of the green screen room, and he's got his feet mm-hmm. on the desk. Making Vince quite angry. What are you doing? Yeah, Vince is not loving the feet on the desk thing. He probably yeah. really wasn't liking it. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Put yeah. your feet down. Meanwhile, Perfect's over there with a smile that looks like he's posing for his church pictures. Perfect's been <laughs> Intercontinental Champion twice, and he's never seemed to be more of a big shot than when he didn't have this world title. Yeah, he was much better when he didn't wrestle. Yeah, he's like playing Robin to Flair's Batman over here, and he's like, yeah. look at us. We're great. We're number one. He's number one. <laughs> You're doing commentary. Yep. But today, we're going to have a macho interview, the second one that Hershey had to sit through. Yeah, we're already on number two. We've seen Macho Man more in Hershey than we saw him for the first six months we've done this show. (laughs) Yeah, we weren't sure that he was still around. He was, like, taking a break as the champ. Belts off. Back to TV. Exactly. We get Tatanka versus the Mountie for no good reason. Just because. We get uh, the still shot they use of nails. Oh, my God. It looks like he's crying. It looks like he just hit himself with the billy club and he's about to cry. It does. Like, <laughs> I, hurt, I hurt my head, Mom. Oh, it hurts. And the only other match they announce is Shawn Michaels, which made later on in this show such a joy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, we got a nice little surprise going. Oh, we do. We immediately go to the update with Mean Gene. Yes. From the inside of the WWF magazine, we've got our new issue with Tatanka on the cover. I did a still shot of it to try and see some of the titles of the articles that they have. Because, of course, you see the main characters that they're speaking about there. It's, you've got, of course, Tatanka. You've got a Bret Hart article. You've got a Natural Disasters article. And you've got a Shawn Michaels and a Nails. So here's the titles. First of all, we'll start with Tatanka. Tatanka, learning the Indian nation's brave new world. Hmm. We've got Bret Hart, scaling to new heights in a lethal ladder match. Oh, so they're gonna they're they're gonna show you clips of that thing that we saw when we did our blow off show. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. That's neat. You got natural disasters still storm on. Still storm uh, on. Uh, still uh, storming, storming, storm. I have storm. This one's weird. Shawn Michaels, WWF peeks into the depths of his murky mind. Yes, and that came up later. Yeah. Does he hate women? Yeah. No, he does not. <laughs> yeah. He skips the end. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, big on the ladies. Yeah, certainly we know that for a fact. Yes, Sonny. Uh, nails, villain or victim? Villain. Villain. <laughs> villain. Yeah. yeah, he's not yeah, been a victim of anybody. Done. Yeah. I can move on. I'm good. That, that's the whole article. You open the article, it says, 
villain. villain. <laughs> Period. I knew it. The easiest mystery ever. Yeah, it's done nothing good. How uh, is he even out of jail? Yes. Anyway, we've got a Gene with a very traditional tie on this week. They went through the complete recap. So once again, we are not update. We are recap with Gene. <laughs> recap uh, recap with of the story from SummerSlam. And the video will be out on Thursday. It just goes through the whole process. You had the interview with Macho that obviously these people had seen before. Ramon comes out and he says he needs lessons in machismo. And then Macho loses. And then Ramon attacks and the ultimate warrior comes down, carries Macho. Like we've seen this. Yes. Several times. So in case you haven't been watching, now you know. He's literally updating Hershey about the show they're watching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As you just saw about an hour ago. Yes, yeah, so if you're watching this at home, after you were there, you're like, yeah, I know. I saw this. I saw all I this. There. Gene, I've seen three weeks in the future, man. <laughs> I know your future. I know what's coming. Gene, duck. Yeah, I mean, all of these clips that they're showing post-SummerSlam are literally from this show that they're taping. Mm-hmm. Warrior carts Macho off by the end, mm-hmm. which yes. is still happening in this show. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's going to be an interview to come at this show. At this show again. Man, if you had post-SummerSlam tickets to Hershey, this is the show to see. My only problem with this whole thing is that Macho calls Ultimate Warrior his only true friend yeah. after those. So if I watch SummerSlam and the build leading to SummerSlam, and then I didn't see anything else and see... <laughs> <laughs> it's like two weeks later, Macho is calling him his only true friend. I'm just like, what? Yeah, if you didn't buy SummerSlam for $29.99 and you came in yeah. one episode before and one episode after, you'd be like, what happened to SummerSlam? <laughs> yeah. They just hugged. Yeah, they must have. On to a Russ Greenberg and Shawn Michaels match. Shawn Is it Michaels- Russ or Ross? Or Ross Greenberg, I apologize. Well, here's here's the thing, and I think we had this discussion before, because Ross Greenberg, who has 42 matches televised, his real name is Russ Greenberg. Ah, Apparently, right. he didn't like Russ so much, so he has, to, he has to go with Ross. Ross is way cooler of a wrestling name, apparently. He's from Miami Beach, Florida. He's facing Shawn Michaels. Lots of booing boys, for oh, sure. Oh, lots of thumbs down for, for Shawn Michaels. They don't like him. Eight minutes, 10 seconds in, and you'll see Carrot Top and Weird Al's Love Child is in the audience. Ross is a fairly decently built guy, too. He's got the early 90s mullet going for him. So if they gave him a gimmick, I think he could pass as like a real wrestler. Yeah. He could be a mullet man. Yeah. He's got like a next level flat top. He's got the vanilla ice going. But yeah, he looks like the real deal. Yes, he does. Sherry is in her SummerSlam all things that should be covering things cut out outfit. Yeah, she needs to have a lot more covered than she actually does. It's too risque for this period. Well, I, I was surprised it got onto morning television. Yeah. Pay-per-view, okay, fine. It's pay-per-view. Yeah. But it's the same outfit where every reason why you wear clothes... <laughs> is missing from this outfit. <laughs> like yes, any place that you'd want to be covered is cut out. Yes, but she's got her ankles covered, so we're okay. It's just, it's Saturday morning. <laughs> I'm saying. There's going to be a lot of changed uh, 11-year-olds. Let's just say, after seeing this match. I, I love Sensational Sherry. <laughs> the mirror has now morphed back into the heart. Yes. 
he does have the heart mirror and there is actually a mirror there we weren't sure the first time she had it because she had it in a interview and you never actually saw the mirror you just saw the back of the heart so right the, the question has been answered there is actually a mirror there while sean is beating up on poor old russ ross we get uh, a picture in picture of the magazine which was touted earlier and the question on everybody's mind is does sean michaels really hate women where is that coming from i have no idea because he doesn't do the thing where he throws her down to the ground anymore he stopped doing that yeah. So I'm not quite sure. Maybe they're trying to build some sort of male misogyny angle for him. He's already enough of a heel. People don't like him. So why make it worse? Well, in order to do this, you need like a Miss Elizabeth. You know, someone yeah. that he's mistreating that people like as opposed to mistreating Sensational Sherry, who, you know, she's, she's all freaked out. Yeah. You got people carrying scary Sherry signs. She's a heel. Yeah. So if you're trying to say that he's like mean to women, pick a sympathetic woman. Pick one that doesn't look like she's been thrown around by a few more more than yeah. Shawn Michaels. Don't pick the, <laughs> the person who cheats, the person who can beat you up, you know. Yeah. He's not sympathetic in this role if that's the role that they're going for. Yeah. Sean with a lock up and a break and a clean handshake. And I was like, what's this about? Mm -hmm. And then he does it again and they do the clean handshake. And then after yeah. the handshake, he like slaps the guy. I was like, yeah, oh. that was a good heel move. I'll take that one. Yeah. Ross gets rip shit. <laughs> like he gets slapped in his face and he goes nuts. He starts chasing him. And I'm like, oh my God, this would be great if like a red tight went off the grid and <laughs> what? This isn't part of the script. What yeah. He, he just like goes rage on him. Yeah. <laughs> You don't slap Ross, Ross. And he's <laughs> chasing him out of the ring. And Sean's like, oh shit, oh shit, I pissed off the red tight. He's like screaming like a girl running down. <laughs> <laughs> Runs backstage and Vince is like, what the f***? <laughs> that would be awesome. It would have been great. I would be there for that. But it was just a setup to get to drop on him. And Ross spends the rest of the time getting his ass kicked. Yes, he does. Perfect. Vince is pushing Shawn Michaels' ring tactics with Russ Ross. So now we're starting to see a little bit more. He is on the level, I would say, of like a Bret Hartish. Yeah, he's the anti-Bret. And he really was forever. Yeah, they he were, was. They were two sides of basically the same thing. A really, really good wrestler. Just had different attitudes. Yeah. And both at this time, I mean, in a way, Sean is the heel version of the heartthrob. And Brett is the good heartthrob. The boy next door. Yeah. Sean's like the guy on the motorcycle. <laughs> it's kind of weird how they both present him as kind of heartthrobs, but he's like the bad heartthrob. Yeah. Good like. Which is always more interesting. Sherry is singing lead for Skid Row. She's got the nose ring that goes right to the <laughs> ear. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sure they did. I did have it noted that she, she's donning a nose piercing attached to her ear like some 70s pirate or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, no. Uh, like the dude from Skid Row had that. Oh, man. I missed that analogy. Damn it. <laughs> I, went, I went pirate. You went Skid Row. That's awesome. Right. We both took a turn. We both diverged. We got a, a new spot where Sherry brings the mirror to the mm -hmm. side of the ring. And Sean shows the red tight his own reflection going like, look at what a loser you are. Yes. I did have that written down. There's another good heel move. That's a good one. I'll take that. Yeah. He's, he's literally getting his act together. Like he's trying different shit. And some of it he'll keep forever. And some will, you'll never see again. We've talked about many 
times how The Undertaker has his toolbox. I think Sean is still building his at this point. He doesn't even have a finishing move. He he goes with the the pump handle. What looks like it's like a pump handle suplex. Yeah, it's like a side suplex-ish. Yeah. Perfect and Vince don't even know what to call it. The super kick's the setup for it, and I'm pretty sure Pat Patterson is the guy who told them to, to reverse that process because you kind of have to get him back up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Super kicked him into oblivion, and now you yeah. got to get his ass back up to do a less impressive move. Yeah. So he's like, that's probably not the way to go. I like Sean posing in front of Sean on Titantron 1.0. <laughs> of course, that's what that's what Sean the heel would do. That's what Sean the babyface would do. <laughs> yeah, just pose in front of himself. Yeah, he just posed in front of himself. He was all about himself either way. <laughs> We're out. ABC, always be closing. Always be closing. We got Sean Mooney in mm-hmm. the event center brought to you by Ica Pro. Ica Pro. Yes, for, for everybody who cares about their body. I, I totally don't remember that tagline. <laughs> like, I, I remember you got to want it, but yeah, not that. But they used it a lot. So. They don't show any product this time, just the logo. I mean, Sean Mooney, just look at yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is the product. He's Ico Bro right there, that's what he is. <laughs> promo 1 is from Big Boss Man, and he does a Nails promo. So this is one of the builds that we said was going to happen, because we know this is coming to us for Survivor Series in November. So we're going to start those promos between Big Boss Man and Nails. Sounds like he's losing his voice a little yeah. bit on this. Maybe he's been yelling about Nails way too much. Uh, yeah, you don't know how many times he had to yell about Nails that day. Like, all right, got one generic for the national broadcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, one for the Boston Garden. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, one for the Spectrum. <laughs> one for Madison Square Gardens. Oh, my God. Can I have some tea with honey? Yeah. Please. <laughs> Just a little tea with honey. <laughs> yeah, he's the Boss Man just doing vocal warm-ups. Yes. Something. Me, 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 me. Something to get me through this. And I'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta bring it down a few notches between each promo. Go get the guy from the King's Speech in. <laughs> we get Rick the Model Martel now touting his tennis look. He's saying that all the famous designers are calling him to model their latest fall fashions as it is September. And he is the best at everything. At everything. At everything. Everything. I mean, you could just leave that to your imagination. Whatever he wants to do, he is the best at it. Yeah, but then he starts listing shit. He's like, you know, <laughs> modeling, <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. That's it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm good at. Yeah. Everything is two it's, things. <laughs> everything is. You can do two things. He's a Rolls Royce in a sea of old cars. Rolls Royce. Uh, would you still make that analogy today? No, you'd be a Bugatti. Rolls Royce is not the luxury car of choice anymore, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I'm an old stodgy car that nobody <laughs> wants to ride in. That's what it seems like. When you're looking for a, something for your coffin to sit in, that's when you get a Rolls Royce. Yeah, <laughs> right. That drags you out of the world. Exactly. <laughs> so here's my question. We okay. see Tatanka a little bit later. No feathers. We see yes. the model now in a tennis pro outfit. No feathers. No feathers. Where are the feathers? The feathers are gone. Feathers are gone. The spirits have taken the feathers back. They're like, you can't handle these anymore, Tatanka, because you let the model prance around with them. Now all these little kids want our feathers, but you can't do this anymore. So no more feathers for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
remember a couple of weeks ago I said I haven't been paying attention to who's the announcer on uh, Superstars? Yeah. It's the Fink. It's, it's the Fink <laughs> the whole time. It is the Fink. Yeah, our Finkel's right there. He's introducing the Mountie and, for some reason, Jimmy Hart. Well, of course. Jimmy Hart just because. JHJB versus the Tonka. Yes, and then I do have it in my notes here. As you mentioned earlier, the Mountie calls our fans the Hershey hillbillies yes his hat okay. is is squished it's like his hat didn't his survive his hat? luggage like, yeah it's all messed up come on Mountie, get your gear together i know tatanka comes running into the ring as he usually does to a big crowd pop <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like they sampled the pillsbury doughboy mm-hmm. <laughs> and just gave it a little <laughs> reverb and <laughs> <laughs> we start with the ever-present way to start one of these major heel versus major baby face. Some big slaps, some big chops, and it knocks the Mountie out of the ring to a big pop, of course, so Tatanka mm-hmm. can pose and, and do all his stuff. His tomahawk choppy stuff that would never fly today. No, nope, the, can't do that stuff anymore. The foam Even tomahawks. Even though he, tru- he truly is an Indian, he's like a real Indian. Yeah, I'd I'd really be curious what they would do with a Chris Chavez today. Mm -hmm. They would even go there. Well, I think they could still do like an Indian angle, but soften it up a little bit. He could still be proud of his heritage and all that kind of stuff, but they're not going to like give him tomahawk chops. Uh, Not going to happen. No. Yeah, he's got tomahawk merch. They'd never do that today. No. A bunch of people holding like giant posters of them. And I don't know if they feed them the merch so mm-hmm. they can get shots of it. Be like, hey, who wants a tomahawk? And then the camera two comes around to go get an angle of it. Maybe he had some fans, but like, who's going to go buy the, the the giant Tatanka poster? Yeah, I'm not buying the Tatanka poster. I'm sorry. I'm thinking that's being planted. Yeah. But who knows? Mountie shakes his arms at Tatanka mm-hmm. and he looks like unbelievably flabby. And yeah. But then starts mocking his entire routine, like does the dance, does the <laughs> chops and stuff. He's just mocking indigenous people left and right. Yeah. And Tatanka slaps him, chops him. Also something you can't do these days. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you know, Tatanka can be an Indian all he wants, but you're not making fun of the Indian. Yeah, the Canadian <laughs> is not allowed to make fun of the Indian's culture. <laughs> cannot, cannot do that. And he does the whole match i mean he's just mocking oh, yeah. left or right jacques rougeau man he gets air he can jump over tatanka mm-hmm. he's still got the the fabulous rougeau brother skills as far as like being able to do a little bit of flying yeah they were a bit of uh, high flyers for their day so you know why, why not use it tatanka chops him like over the top rope onto the floor <laughs> as if the chops are you know that effective of course uh, mountie tries a chop and and tatanka completely no sells it yeah this he, whole thing. He, he does yeah. <laughs> acts like nothing happened yeah the mountie's such a clown he's like lying there passed out and has to come and fan him <laughs> it's, back it's away. Fan <laughs> exactly that always works get the smelling salts out they decide to do the this isn't worth it let's just give up and get ourselves um, counted out and walk to the back yes, he'll move number 14 yeah. yeah he'll move number 14 they dialed in yeah that's function seven i think yes exactly in the video game that gives us a chance to go to a commercial and then they come back something has happened during the commercial break and yeah when it's pre-taped you don't need to do that there are two inverted atomic drops and we get a little bit of touch of gray's anatomy over here with intern vince because they hit him in the abdomen again no it's an inverted atomic drop and he goes the mountie will be singing soprano so where's the mountie keeping his junk (laughs) yeah mountie has some kind of strange backwards anatomy yeah apparently apparently either that or he hangs really really low (laughs) (laughs) 
It's, it's impressive for the Mountie. Yes. Would that be an atomic drop or an inverted? Which one's the inverted? Where the guy's I thought the inverted him? was when he was facing you. Yeah, so it's just a regular atomic drop. Yeah. Anyway, it's nowhere near as junk. <laughs> That's the bottom line here. No, it's all his tailbone at that one. Yeah. He's getting an inverted atomic wedgie. They have a Jimmy Hart distraction twice. It's all about the sneak attack and it never worked. They finally have a third Jimmy Hart distraction where he throws the Great American Scream Machine. Yeah. Shock <laughs> <laughs> Stick 2.0. <laughs> and I thought we were going to get it. No, of course not. He can't use it because Jack Tunney will suspend him. It's there for show and it makes noise. Mountie gets a little bit of offense where he like basically flies halfway across the ring and turns around and gives him the back elbow. Yeah. I like that one. I know we're just doing a comedy character, but he's actually like a decent wrestler. He is. And it's another case of Jimmy Hart just because Jacques Rougeau doesn't need Jimmy Hart. You're trying to figure out like which of Jimmy Hart's stable actually need Jimmy Hart. And there's really not that many. Nobody at this time. Like nobody. The Nasty Boys didn't need him. Money Inc. didn't need him. I don't think the Mountie needs him. Yeah. Who else is there? Nobody. He's just there for no reason. Yeah. Mountie tries to tie Tatanka up on the top turnbuckle to beat him up. Mm -hmm. And they can't get his feet woven in. So Jimmy Hart runs up and holds the feet for him because it's taking too long. It just wasn't working for him. So Jimmy Hart goes in and holds the feet onto the top turnbuckle. Because they weren't going to be able to lock him up. No, it wasn't going to work for him. Mountie with a pile driver. That is a a scary, scary move because it never looks good. And I don't know how they were able to do that and not hurt themselves they're professionals man they told you highly trained professional athletes do not do this at home they told you every day yeah that one always hurt well the thing is Tonka's a heavy ass man (laughs) I would not want to try to lift him up and try to not make him slip I'm going to look at this again so yeah because his hands are behind Mally's knees yes that's it okay I know how they do it now. I saw it. Because as soon as he's about to hit the ground, his hands flip around and they hit the mat before his head does. So he's basically holding himself up. So that's all Tatanka. This is like Penn and Teller when they tell you how the trick's done. (laughs) Well, now I know. Now I know how it's done. So if you are not a professional, if you're a red type that it was just pulled off the street, they're not doing a pile driver on you because you're not going to be able to to hold yourself up. But like somebody is built as Tatanka, you know, he's able to to handle it. Instead of going for the pin, he goes for the mic. Of course. He's got to tell everybody who he is. And Tatanka springs back to life. Nothing's ever happened to him in the entire match. Like he didn't just fall onto his head and break his neck. He summons the power of the little undertakers. And yeah, I don't know. Like, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, all his braves. Yeah, Tatanka comes back from the dead and starts chopping the hell out of the Mountie. So we just get a DQ with the shock stick. The shock stick is brought into the match and yeah. that's enough to DQ him. And Tatanka yeah. does the post-match beatdown, like the good guy does the post-match beatdown. Yeah, saving face for both of the wrestlers. Neither of them really lose because the heel Mountie is disqualified and Tatanka gets the win, so everybody's happy. Yeah, um, but the, the Mountie got his ass kicked like 90% well, of this but match. That's, that's what they, you know, it's not about that. it's about the finish okay what is the finish the finish was a dq i got you exactly okay because i think the mountie looked like shit <laughs> <laughs> well if you look at the match as a whole yeah sure he got a couple of good moves in but for the most part he was playing the heel stuff you know distractions distractions mm-hmm. distractions and grab the illegal device not being a 13 year old watching this or whatever mm-hmm. the mountie actually did all the work in this match yeah oh yeah the mountie made chavez look good except for that pile driver 
<laughs> that pile driver was all Tatanka. I can watch this and go, wow, look how awesome the Mountie did making mm-hmm. Tatanka look good because he's yeah. bouncing all over and selling like crazy. So much respect for Jacques Rougeau right here. All right. All right. I'll give it to him. Out of there. Back into the event center. Back to the Moonster. <laughs> Sean Mooney. Yes. Who's in an Ica Pro induced rage. <laughs> Cursing at the camera. He's throwing chairs. We're like, God, we got to get him off of this shit. <laughs> He's getting very angry. Yeah. Very angry. He had too much wind. <laughs> too much wind and cyclone. Uh, yes, exactly. But uh, no, it's a promo with Virgil. It's, yes. It's, it's nowhere it's... near that cool. Virgil General Promo number 670,000. However, he does call out Razor on this one. You're not getting a match with Razor, Virgil. No. Razor's been here much shorter than you and has surpassed you by leaps and bounds. He's already fighting Macho Man. They're not putting you up against Flair or the likes of any of those guys anytime soon. Sorry, buddy. You just you just died to nails oh, two weeks ago. He's telling all the guys in the locker room, I got a plan. I got a plan. I'm going to go right up the card. He's like, what are you going to uh-huh. do? When I have to cut my promo, I know I'm going to be like cutting it against some low card loser, but I'm also yeah. going to call out all the main event guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that works for you, buddy. And then they got to put me in the match because I called them yeah. out, right? That's it. No, right? that's not how, no. Razor Ramon has a promo. Oddly yeah, so enough, he could give never two mentioned shits. Virgil. <laughs> so I was going to say, give two shits about Virgil because it's all about Macho and how he oozes. And I hate that. How he oozes. Oozes my cheese I just, yeah. It's like a yeah. Dr. Pimple Popper thing. Oh, God. <laughs> just like my cheese mouth. Yeah, I just expect like gobs of soul glow to be coming out of his hair. <laughs> I mean, he's oiled up in every way from top to bottom. So. That's, that's the ooze right there. It's like Ninja Turtles 2. There's so much ooze. <laughs> <laughs> the Fink's in saying that uh, Shawn Michaels has left the building. Once again, Shawn Michaels has left the building. And of course, they got the B roll cutaways of everybody booing that. Yes. New Jersey has nothing on Hershey, Pennsylvania, as far as gigantic chick hair. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, this was the error, man. This was my high school yearbook. Right it here. was. This is prom night. It in was. Full effect. In full effect. Yeah. We get Nails versus Carrie Davis. And I feel like we've seen Carrie Davis before because the name was familiar. But he has 15 TV matches all on Superstars or Challenge. All losses, of course. But he's going against Nails in what is touted as a wrestling match. But it really isn't. It's a chokerama. It's a palooza. It is. I'm starting to get tired of this. And I can see why this gimmick did not last too long. No, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to do anything. There's nothing beyond the choking and it's one thing to have a gimmick induced move set like the chops for tatanka or kamala i don't really know what i'm doing here so yeah don't expect them to put a hold on mm-hmm. but his one move is choke yeah choke 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 throw against the ropes into a choke yeah into another choke there's so many other prisony things that you can come up with than that takes out a shiv <laughs> takes out a <Yeah>. shiv <laughs> throws soap on the ground throws soap on yeah. the ground <laughs> offers the guy a cigarette yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that would be great the yeah. guy comes in and the red tight just hands him a pack of smokes <laughs> to buy his way out of the match yes exactly <laughs> that's all he needs i still don't understand the billy club because i thought at first that was the boss man's billy club Yes, it was. But the boss man has his own billy club. Well, the boss man has, I guess, a bunch of them at home. It would make sense because what we're leading to is 
is the billy club on a pole match ah so it would make a lot more sense if when the boss man came back he didn't have his billy club he just maybe mm-hmm. had the handcuffs or go back to the old ball and chain deal yeah and that way the billy club they're fighting for is the untrue billy club yeah but they didn't gotcha. do it Kerry davis has a four-toned mullet he's got four different colors to this mullet yes well there's the under mullet <laughs> yes which is then dark. he's got the rag on the top which is bleached which which is bleached and then the under rag and then whatever's going on on the very tips of the back of the hair yeah, yeah. his orange tips like he's alexa bliss plus the pink and green neon tights don't do much for him yeah i think if you're gonna go mullet you can't go mustache yeah you have to have one or the other you have the mustache or the mullet i don't feel like carrie has the physique to pull off these tights he has either. no physique no he <laughs> exactly well, I just feel like anybody with that type of physique, you should have... Another job. <laughs> if your job is to be half naked, this is not the career for you. You can't be half fat is basically the deal. If you're going to be huge, you got to be earthquake. Mm-hmm. you got to be enormous or you got to be Yokozuna. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to be in shape because there's no middle ground here. Well, I feel like there's some of the red tights can pull off like the dark blue singlet or something like that. You know, even if they don't have the physique, even if they're like hair from head to toe, like George the Animal Steel style. I think that can be pulled off. I can kind of see you as a wrestler because you've got the right outfit for your physique. Yes. I, he might be wearing the wrong gear for his physique. I get Yeah, it. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The boss man wasn't like some kind of ab genius. He was... No. But he had a shirt on. <laughs> exactly. One of the weird things is we get the nightstick beat down. Mm-hmm. But he just throws him out of the ring and we don't get the stretcher whole thing. I don't know if you can get a stretcher in. Did you see the floor mat was like puffy? And there was also a left-hand turn. Like you came out of gorilla position. Then you had to hang a left to get to the ring. And I remember the first Union Center, but they still weren't using the Trons mm-hmm. for house shows and stuff. they just come out like basically where the, the hockey team would come out of. Like Kane would just walk out of <laughs> the penalty box or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's appropriate. Always be closing. Always be closing. We got Spotlight Magazine with the Ultimate Steroid on the cover. Yes, and two giant posters of the Ultimate Warrior inside. So if you wanted those, you would get Spotlight Magazine. I probably would have bought Spotlight Magazine. Of course you would have. That's your boy boy here at here right there. That's right. We get an interview with Gene and the Macho Man coming up here. Gene announces Macho Man, the pomp and circumstance hits, and Macho comes in limping with an ultimate warrior knee pad. And it says ultimate maniacs. Yes. They're they're bestest, bestest, bestest of buddies. So he's wearing an orange hat. He's yeah. wearing a, uh, I don't even know what, what to call it, a confetti blue shirt and pants yeah. and a green jacket. Just a mishmash of colors right there. Yeah, that, that is not an outfit that went together. Like, oh my God, like not, none of these are together anymore. Right? <laughs> I have to come out like 19 times. How am I going to mix it up? I'm about to say a bunch of shit that you're not going to understand. So just stare at my outfit <laughs> and it'll all make sense. <laughs> they give Macho a standing ovation because this crowd would have seen his interview, yes. see him pick a fight with Razor Ramon, see mm-hmm. him lose the title, and mm-hmm. then see him walk his ass back out for this interview. Yes. So this is about like hour 14 for Hershey oh Park. 
And the 19th time they've seen the Macho Man. Well, they're happy to see him, though. They're very happy to see him. Yeah, because these Unless guys saw different. him lose the belt an hour ago or something. Not too long before this. Right. And in a different outfit, too. And Gene has to really work for this for television, so he has to go and recap what these <laughs> motherfuckers just saw. Yes. <laughs> and three weeks ago, today. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm in a time machine. Yeah. Where's my portal stone? <laughs> <laughs> Bring me back. The whole time I'm thinking this poor audience is confused. Like, uh, we, you, you don't have to tell us we were here. <laughs> Macho shows up in a DeLorean. Get me back. The Ultimate Warrior is his greatest friend. This was their big reveal because they are such great friends. They're both going to get it from Macho and the Ultimate Warrior. Who this crowd had seen come and carry him out after he had lost the title. He is back in full gear. Yes. As regular Ultimate Warrior and not non-painted Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior going dig it. Pretty funny. <laughs> well, we do have an Ultimate Warrior impromptu interview here. Nice. So are you ready? Oh, did you get out the uh, the, oh, yes, the Warrior the, Translate Droid yes, 6000? The Thana Translate. <laughs> the Thana Translate 6000. Okay. Is ready to go here for... Dom translates the warrior. Nice. Macho man Randy Savage. You stand before me, a loser of nothing. He's a loser of nothing. That's right. You a loser of nothing at SummerSlam. You gave me the greatest battle that I have ever had or shall ever witness. And have. Not only was it a great battle, which, by okay. the way, it, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, not only was it a great battle, uh, but when I witnessed it, <laughs> when I lived it, it was great. When I witnessed it, it was even better. Yeah. Maybe he saw the replay. Maybe he's like, you know what? No, I think it was, it's a long was flight. outside Maybe his body. He was outside his body. Yeah. And he was watching the match from outside of the ring, cheering himself on. We should mention this. He's saying this after the biggest hug fest I've ever seen. Oh, before. yeah. They're hugging yeah. each other. Of course. And Macho Man Randy Savage and the maniacs that walk with you. There will be a bond between them and my warriors that shall be forever yeah look if we just like combine our fan base <laughs> and get them to buy both of our merch yeah like our royalty <laughs> checks are going to be off the wall dude look yes. look they can buy some <laughs> macho stuff they could buy warrior stuff but yeah. then you know we're only seeing a part of the residuals here like mm, yeah I think if we had a macho warrior type merchandise item, yeah. now yeah. we get all the royalties. Uh, we get it all. Yeah. And and macho is really on board with that because he gives them an, oh, yeah. Yeah, one t-shirt to rule them all. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it now. You know, I get Tommy's money, but Tommy was going to buy a warrior thing and you get Johnny's <laughs> money because Johnny was going to get a macho thing. Now they buy our thing. We all get the monies. Yeah. We split it down the middle, 60-40. That's right. Uh, you have at the same time, macho man, gained a friend that will stand Behind you, beside you, in front of you, in any time of need. I make this promise to you and these warriors and macho maniacs 
do the same. Right. I'll be there. <laughs> it's very Grover. You know, yes. I'll be there near. I'll be there yeah. far. <laughs> be above, behind. I was going to go to the police angle on that. He's been watching. I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> I know you from every angle. That's right. Every breath you uh, take, every move you make. Savage gives Ultimate Warrior his glasses in a Catholic communion ceremony. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Warrior gets, I, like, he puts them on and it's like yes. he's seeing visions. He sees his future and destiny. Well, of course, because they're, they're taping the whole show for like three <laughs> weeks. You put these glasses on, you like, you see the rest of the show. You'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. I know what's happening next week. Yes. Like you'll see your destiny. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Grandma is jumping up and down before that happens. And she yep. is in the, the rainbowest of things. The crowd oh, yeah. clothes are just amazing. Yes. It's oh. it's so good for the 90s. I love the 90s. Yeah, because we're right in between. You got so much 80s left over and the 90s mm -hmm. trying to take over. That... Yes, we haven't quite hit the grunge where everybody's just, you know, yeah, so just miserable. hates themselves. <laughs> Everything sucks, man. <laughs> exactly. So, of course, Ultimate Warrior is going to call out Flair. And that will leave Macho Man the ability to give up on the title and go for Ravon. Yeah, he's like, revenge on Razor is more important right now. I want you to go and be the champion. Yes. Sounds like that's the way that we're trying to go in both directions. Originally, Warrior as a heel champion, but he didn't mm -hmm. want to do that, probably because it would cut in his merch sales. And now maybe a face champion, and they'll just run with him a while until maybe Hulk comes back. But uh, it was not to be. Warrior's not going to yeah. make it. The Ultimate Maniacs is what we're going to be building to to get the Survivor Series. It'll be Flair and Ramon against Macho and Warrior, but Warrior will not make it that far. So we yeah. will not get the Ultimate Maniacs. This was very, very short-lived. And then Brett steps up. Yeah. Warrior Flakes, it's all Brett. Yeah. We get a match with the Ugandan Giant. Oh, the... my God. I was so happy because they didn't advertise it. No, no, it was, it was not, not in the preview of the of this week's matches, it and we surprise. get the red tight Tony DeVito, who's just yes. the set of Batman Two and Twins. Yeah, well, so he, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say he does look a lot like a certain DeVito that might be on TV. However, he has two hundred and forty six TV matches. No way, as, as Bobby DeVito, okay, or just DeVito, or are you ready for this? Macho Macho Libre. Macho he was, Libre. He was Macho Libre in CZW, ECW, House of Hardcore, ICW, ROH. He did some Japan work. Get out of here. Yeah, this guy was all over the place, man. Just to get his ass kicked by Kamala? You don't, you don't need any to, talent to get your ass kicked by Props Kamala. to DeVito. Yes. <laughs> so this guy was had a little bit of a background on him. I was impressed. This might be my favorite Kamala match of all time. Yep. Yep, <laughs> so, yep, yep. This is who Kamala should be. Yes. He comes out and he's confused and he's kind of, of shaking around like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. uh, Kimchi's trying to calm him down. He's doing the whole, what, what, what are all these people here? <laughs> what, what's happening yes. to me? Lots the whole B.A. Baracus coming off the plane kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, slapping his tummy. Of course. Gotta slap the tummy. I wanted to slap his tummy. <laughs> not a wrestling move to be seen 
Just that chops and, and kicks and dropping them on the top and rope. And that's perfect for Kamala. That's what Kamala should do. It was so good. Oh, yeah. We get a picture-in-picture picture of Whippleman saying Kamala is not afraid of The Undertaker. But it seems like he's quite afraid of the coffin. <laughs> Kamala's just trying to figure out ways to hurt the guy. He's like, I'm, I'm going to put you over the top rope, and then I'm going to put my whole leg over your head. Yeah. And uh, see if this will hurt you for a while. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. But he's like, this will hurt you. He does the splash. And the guy's, of course, on his tummy. And yeah. this is just the best. This is the best Kamala pin of all time. I it was is, laughing so, so hard. Because not only does he hook the leg while he's upside down. And of course, <laughs> it's Kimchi both of them. And, yes. Yeah, and then he he rolls him over, but he rolls him over too far, so he does it again. Kind of looks at him, he's like, "No, no, no, no!" And then when he finally gets him on his back, he hooks his foot, so his entire leg is up in the air, and he's like looking a, at it like a side of beef <laughs> for like a twelve count. Yeah, exactly. the ref counts to three, and he has no idea what that means. So he's just yeah. like, "How long do I do this?" Yeah, <laughs> like, he looked like he was about to put some barbecue sauce on that sucker and start chopping away. Oh my god, it was uh, so good! And as he's just hooking the foot and not knowing to let go, mm-hmm. out comes Paul Bearer with a gray mm-hmm. coffin. Yes, runs it to the ring and blocks the exit. So yes. there's no way to actually go down the aisle because he blocks the entire aisle with this casket. Yeah. And Kamala turns around to see it. Yes, it scares the shit out of Kamala. <laughs> Kamala is like running like he just saw a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> yeah, he's totally. He's, he's out. He's he's out the opposite way. He's out into the crowd. He's <laughs> so trying to find his way. Meanwhile, you know, uh, I think it's Vince is like saying like, "Is Undertaker gonna come out of that coffin?" Nobody ever does. Like, yeah, I don't even know if Undertaker was even in the arena at this point and then paul just walks back casually with the coffin my wife was watching this with me and she sees the coffin show up and kamala freak out jump himself over the top rope to the floor yeah (laughs) out the audience because he can't get through the aisle and she's like oh kamala where's he going (laughs) that's not the way out that's not how you get out of the ring well he doesn't know anyway he thought he was gonna get out the right way but he didn't yeah he was quite scared so after the the big push from harvey whippleman to say that kamala is not scared of the undertaker he is certainly scared of a coffin yes well i think this might be the the very first casket match which they call a coffin match how does kamala because i'm assuming if he's from the jungles of uganda yeah what does he know from coffin why does he know what a coffin is yeah what they're not burying you know they, they bury him like in a box or something if that if they're yeah. not just buried him in the dirt yeah you should be looking at that like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah what is that what is that for <laughs> what are you yeah. doing that yeah I, I don't even know how to pin this guy what is that yes exactly but he's scared of other things like the cameraman is always driving him crazy it's like what yeah. is that he's that's to, true like, freaking out in the studio it's everything scares Kamala. Like, what the fuck am I? I know. These people <laughs> brought me over from Uganda to sit in this jumpy thing with <laughs> spongy sides, and I'm supposed to attack this other person that I've never met and just <laughs> yeah. lay on top of them for no reason whatsoever until some other dude that looks like a zebra. <laughs> 
slaps his hand on the mat a few times. That's what I'm supposed to do. And they clap and say, I do a good job. And then I go back and get my oat bag. <laughs> yes. And these two guys get all my money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we're out of the, the best part of the day. And yes. we're into uh, Sean Mooney again at the event center with yes. uh, the disasters. Yeah, Sean Mooney pulling a triple duty there. Before he gets into the disasters, he alludes to the Undertaker being a vampire. I don't know why I had that. Oh, I don't know. What is he saying? Let me see. Let me he back. said something. Then again, all right. There are, however, rumors that throughout the WWE, the Undertaker does indeed spend daylight hours within the confines of a pine box. Mm. Mm-hmm. Up to this. That's what it was. So he's not just a zombie. He's a vampire zombie. Yeah. Gangrel's probably pissed. He's like, look. That's (laughs) That's my gig. Yeah. Come on, man. Don't bite my style. Yeah. Anyway, we do get a disastrous promo. They do a little bit on Money Inc. here. Uh, They're playing the major baby face here. We will Mm -hmm. take on anybody, anytime, anywhere. It's 24-7 rules. But of course, there's not a lot of choices as far as heel tag teams go right you've got nasties but i think we know they're gonna be going face pretty soon mm-hmm. and then you've got money inc and i was trying to think of uh, beverly brothers with they just beat right so it's it's like money inc or nobody yeah pretty much yeah it's a little That's slim it. pickings there we don't have a lot of tag teams going on i like uh typhoon he's gone okay uh, we're going to give you a match, and we're going to have a nice uh, little fight here. I think you guys have deserved it. I think this will be good for the fans. It might make some money, and uh, yeah, so we'll see you out there. Take it, Quake. You guys are on our... <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, the difference between these promos is just like, uh, crazy. Talk about it's got to be like the earthquake whisperer after these promos are over. Quake, Quake, Quake. Let's, <laughs> let's calm it down. Let's calm it down. I'm going to put on some Enya. We'll just bring it back down. You're up here at a 10. I need you at a 4. Bring it down to a 4. That's right. Ease on down. Ease on down. We're the champs. We're not angry. We already got the belts. We're good. We're happy. Yeah. You're happy, Quake. This is happy, Quake. (laughs) Happy, Quake. Uh, Promo 2, Bulldog. Families reunited. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Yeah. And nobody, like, it's like all these things that they touted for weeks upon weeks upon weeks between Macho and Ultimate Warrior and Brett and Bulldog, you know, it's like they never existed. Mm-hmm. You know, after all that build up, build up, build up, build up, within a week, everything's happy. So he's the happiest person. Everybody's happy again. And he's doing the same thing as the disasters just did. I will defend against anyone. Yeah, he doesn't really have a set opponent. I know he's going to no. be fighting Sean a bit, but right now it's just like, I'm the champ. Mm-hmm. He's back. Yep. Yay. 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 <laughs> I guess. Awesome. And that was it. You like the episode, fan? We had some little builds here. I mean, obviously, the, the thing with Macho and the Ultimate War is not going to really come to anything. So if I didn't know that at this point, mm-hmm. I would have said, you know, this was good because there's some build towards Survivor Series there and looking forward to seeing Macho and Ultimate War tag with each other. But knowing that that's not going to happen didn't really do that much for me. I was just too stuck into knowing the too much behind the scenes that this is Hershey and mm-hmm. going through all this thing because one of the things that's going to come up that uh, Perfect said is uh, they're going to have an interview with Flair. Yes. Which is at the same show. Yeah. <laughs> this whole show has been uh, pre-match, match, Macho losing the title, 
uh, post-match, Flair's going to talk about it. This whole show is setting up a month's worth of stuff, but mm-hmm. I keep on going back to, this is all happening the same day. Yeah. But uh, that was the way of things back then. But I like parts of it. I thought the Kamala thing was, like, great. Yes. I, don't, I didn't think Tatanka was that great in the Mountie match, but I thought the Mountie was great. My red tight of the night is going to be Russ Ross for going, like, completely uh. rip shit. <laughs> when when uh, Sean slapped him and just chasing yeah. him out of the ring in a rage. Very good. I went with Tony DeVito, or mm. DeVito as I will like to call him, or Macho Libre. Macho Libre. Just because, yes, because just because he was Macho Libre and did not look like he would have 246 television matches. Do you think Jack Black got a, a letter from a lawyer at some point? <laughs> <laughs> Was a cease and desist about Nacho Libre being too close to Macho Libre? <laughs> Who's Macho Libre? Why Aww. am I getting sued? Who's this Aww. guy? This red tight's like, this is it. This is my money, man. Yes. I don't think he made it that big to come after Jack Black, unfortunately. He's like, all right, fine. But I'm going to form a band, Tenacious B. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good. Next week, we're going to have the debut of the Comet Kid. All right, this surprised me in a couple ways. Do you know who Comet Kid is? Uh, I looked it up, but I forgot to write it down. It's Conan. Okay. Conan, but he doesn't go by Comet Kid for any length of time, because I knew this character as Max Moon. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's what it had it as. It was Comet Kid, and then it was Max Moon. I was like, all right, I've heard of Max Moon. It's kind of like when they were messing around with the Viking Raiders, War Raiders, Viking experience, and they were just trying to, like, pinpoint a name. Comet Kid, I thought, maybe they thought it was stupid, so they said, that's dumb. We should go with be much less dumb than <laughs> Max Moon. <laughs> well, we'll see how that one goes. It's Conan. Yeah. It's K-Dog. It's Conan. All right, K-Dog. We get uh, Big Boss Band. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the Razor Ramon and the British Bulldog. And as uh, you had already said their Flair is going to be on this Monday night via Zoom. Or from the future. He's from the future, man. Like so, the current age Ric Flair zooming in to nineties primetime wrestling. Yes. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what happened, happened to Flair? <laughs> Jesus. Holy crap. But next week on Superstars, we will have an interview with Flair and Perfect. This will be like Flair as champion. So we'll see him with the belt for the first time. Yes. Uh, since the last time he was if there's, I was going to say, if they're still in Hershey next week, it'll be the second time they've seen them. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The crowd's asleep. Like, we've been here for days. Yep. Yep. But it's not a Hershey. Exactly. Please. <laughs> please. Please, please, please. Oh. All right. Yeah, that's it, man. Shawn Michaels has left the building. Shawn Michaels has left the building. Sayonara, Undertaker. All right. <laughs>